count of two, we'll all read together. One, you can have it. Amen. By the count of two, one, two. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be the beginning of months. It shall come to it shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of persons, according to each man's need. You shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts on the litter of the house where they eat it. And they shall eat the flesh on the night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boil it at all with water, but roast it in fire. Its head and its legs and its interests. You shall let none of it remain until morning. Whatever remains shall be burned in fire. You shall eat it. With your belt on your waist and your sandals on your feet, your staff in your head, so that you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt tonight and smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sound for you. On your houses where you are. And when I see the blood. I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you. To destroy you. When I strike the land of Egypt. Say when I see the blood. Say when I see the blood. Say when I see the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. God said to the children of Israel. When I see the blood. I will pass over. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to, to teach this morning on the topic, When I See the Blood. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift you up. I give you the glory, the honor, the praise. Holy Ghost, have your way. Glorify Jesus in this place. Glorify the Father in this place. We extol your holy name, O oh God. Lord, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I pray, oh God, that your word will transform their lives. In the name of Jesus, give your people wisdom and understanding. Help them, oh God, to comprehend your word. Help them to grasp your word. Help them to receive your word. Help them to, to, to process your word and take it in. That it may change their lives, oh God. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. Holy Spirit, take complete control now. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 This passage is one of the most powerful passages and one of the most powerful acts of judgment and deliverance in the Bible. Amen. It is the highlight of God's deliverance of the children of Israel. And it's a shadow of what God did through Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. When God delivered the children of Israel in Egypt, it was a mighty deliverance. And at the same time he delivered the children of Israel, he brought judgment upon Egypt for their wickedness and for their brutality. Amen. Hallelujah. The Passover, this, this passage it refers to as the Passover. Amen. And it typifies the, the, the death on the cross of Jesus Christ, the shedding of his blood. Amen. It, it, it speaks to us about God's redemption that he accomplished through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So we, we want to look at um, this passage and I, I, I want to take some time and I want to share some, some very, very important principles with you because I believe if we understand the the, the principles as it applies to the blood of Jesus, we will receive victory. We'll walk in victory. We'll experience the power of God in our lives. Amen. You see, many times we downplay that which God instituted and what, that which God set up for our victory. Amen. We have gotten accustomed to, to, to just name it and claim it. We have gotten accustomed to just, uh, um, uh, you know, singing a little bit of songs here and there and, and lifting our hands up and that's it. But we, 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 we fail to grasp the, the importance of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Amen. And, and I want to help us this morning to, to show you through this passage what Jesus accomplished and how it is significant to us for us to consistently remember and plead the blood of Jesus over our lives because it is victory to us. Amen. Now, this was a mighty deliverance, but you know the past, there is a passage in the book of Mark, Mark chapter 5, where the Bible uh, um, talks about a man who was demon-possessed with a legions of demons. You remember that story? Now, I want you to imagine this man. The Bible records about this man that he was demon-possessed and every day he was in the cemetery cutting himself with stones, crying out, and nobody could uh, uh, tame him. Amen. When they put chains on him, he would break the chains. Amen. Can you imagine what this, the anguish this man was going through? Amen. Can you imagine the, 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 the devastation that was happening to his family? Because here was, there was somebody's son. There was somebody's father. There was somebody's husband. And here was this man in the tombs, in the cemeteries, okay, cutting himself and screaming because he was demon-possessed. He was bound by legions of demons. They were tormenting him. Amen. The Bible says nobody could even tame him. Amen. And one day, Jesus began to pass along that way with his disciples. And as Jesus was passing along that way, the Bible said that, uh, that the man ran to Jesus. This demon-possessed man ran to Jesus. And the demons in him began to shout, What do you have to do with us, 
Thou son of the most high God, have you come to destroy us, to destroy us before our time? Amen. We adjure you. Please do not torment us. These demons in this man recognize the son of God. They recognize Jesus. And when they recognize Jesus, the Bible says in a conversation, Jesus asked them, what was your name? They threw Jesus the name and Jesus delivered the man, cast them out. And they went into the, a swine of more than 2,000 uh, pigs that were gazing a, along that pl- place. And the Bible says the pigs ran into the water and they were, they were drowned. Amen. Can you imagine the amount of demons in this one man? The capacity of the human spirit. The capacity of how large, how, how, how much your spirit can, 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 can receive. Thousands of demons were dwelling in this man. Amen. And he was bound. But one word from Jesus brought deliverance. Amen. One word from Jesus brought deliverance. A mighty deliverance. And I like what the Bible said. The Bible says when the people came. From that time, when they came to the place where Jesus and the man were, they saw this man who had been demon-possessed sitting with Jesus and clothed. Say clothed. Say clothed. Clothed in his right mind. Suggesting that when you're demon-possessed and bound, you're not in your right mind. Amen? But after he was delivered by Jesus, he was clothed in his right mind. There's some echo. Take it out, please. Hallelujah. Amen. Is that from our mic or from somewhere else? That's from our side. Okay. Hallelujah. Amen. So, 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 so you see the I- impact of what deliverance can do. Amen. This man was bound and he was delivered by Jesus and he was clothed. Amen. And the Bible tells us that he said to Jesus, I want to follow you wherever you go. And Jesus told him, no, go back home. Amen. Talk to your, your, your family. Go and tell what good things God has done for you. And the Bible tells us that the next time Jesus went into the town, the whole town or surrounding cities knew about Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus delivered this man. And, and we want to use this passage that we read in, in Exodus chapter 12 to share with you concerning the mighty deliverance that God did in the children of Israel and how it typifies our own deliverance from sin. Amen. Our own deliverance and how we can con- continuously walk in that deliverance that God has accomplished in our lives now let's go to the passage amen exodus chapter 12 let's look at verse 12 the first thing that i want us to look at is what was the purpose of this deliverance or this passover amen what was the purpose of it amen look at exodus chapter 12 verse 12 god speaking he said for i will pass through the land of egypt on this night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment, for I am the Lord. Hallelujah. What's the purpose of the, the, the Passover? What's the purpose? The first purpose that we see of the Passover is God executed judgment. 
Say judgment. Amen. God executed judgment on the Egyptians. Amen. The Egyptians were very, very wicked people. They were idolatrous people. Amen. They were selfish, immoral, greedy, covetous, and ungodly. They were evil, and they had come to the place in their history, in their society, where wickedness had reached its peak. There were no desire to repent. Amen. In fact, turn to Exodus chapter 1. Let me show you something. Turn to Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1. Look at verse 8. Amen. Now, you know the story of the children of Israel, right? You know that that, um, God spoke to Abraham. um, Abraham had Isaac. Isaac had Jacob. Jacob, born the 12th. Uh, uh, a patriot, amen, and then Joseph was a part of them. The brothers sold Joseph into slavery. Joseph ended up in, end, end, ended up in Egypt, okay? Um, there were famine in Egypt. Joseph rose from being from the pit, going all the way into Pharaoh's palace, became the prime minister of Egypt, amen, and there were famine in the land of Canaan. The brothers went to buy food. Joseph recognized his brother. In the process of time, Joseph invited his father and his brother, they moved from Canaan to Egypt. The children of Israel relocated to Egypt. And God has spoken to Abraham some years back and said, I will cause your descendant to go into a strange land. And they will be there for 430 years. And I will make of them a great nation. And then I will judge the land. Hallelujah. I will judge the land. And as I, as, as I judge the land, I will bring my people out with a mighty power. And I will deliver them and cause them to be my people. Amen. So Joseph was in the land. Joseph and the children of Israel were in the land of Egypt. And the Bible says, beginning in verse 8. Say verse 8. Of Exodus chapter 1. Now there arose. Say now. Excuse me. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. Hello? Hello? So there were so many years after Joseph, there arose there rose a new king who did not know Joseph, and he said to his people, say his people, he said to his people, look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we are. Come, let us deed shrewdly with them, lest they multiply, and it happens that in an event of war, They will also join our enemies and fight against us and so go out of the land. Therefore, they set tax masters over them to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh supply cities, Philtum and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were a dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter. And with hard bondage. And in mortar. And in break. And in all manner of service in the field. And after their service in which they made them serve with rigor. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom 
The name of one was Sapphire, and the name of the other Pure. And said unto them, When you do your duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, if you see on the wife stool that it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if you see that it is a daughter, she shall live. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king commanded them, but saved the male children alive. So the king of Asia, Egypt called for the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this thing and saved the male alive? And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively. And they gave wives before the midwives come to them. Therefore God dealt well with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. And so it was that when the midwives feared God, that he provided for their household, I mean provided household for them. And Pharaoh commanded all his people, say all his people, saying, Every son who is born to the Hebrews should be thrown into the river. Every daughter should be spared alive. It was a holocaust. The Egyptians were slaughtering the Hebrews, killing their children. Amen? And because of that, God had to bring judgment. Hello? God had to bring judgment upon them. Amen? They were trampling on the children of Israel. They trampled upon them. They brutalized them. They enslaved them. They treated them with hostility. And afflicted them and made their lives bitter. Amen. And they did that in order to keep them bound. Hello? Hallelujah. Wanted to keep the children of Israel bound. Keep the people of God bound. Hallelujah. But you know something? The devil cannot bound. A child of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil cannot keep a child of God bound. Amen. Because of the blood. Say because of the blood. Say because of the blood. Hallelujah. Now when God brought judgment over the children of Egypt. The Bible tells us that God provided ten plagues. Amen. If you know the, the story when Moses came to, to Egypt, amen, after Moses told Pharaoh that God said, let my people go. The Bible tells us that Pharaoh increased the work, amen. And then God said to Moses in Exodus chapter 6 verse 1, he said, now you will see how I will deal with Pharaoh for with a strong hand, I will uh, um, cause him to let my people go. And then God told Moses and gave Moses an insight unto himself. God said to Moses, he said, By my name, Jehovah, said Jehovah, I have not been known. Now, that name, Jehovah, is the same name that for Lord, or the covenant God, or the I am. He said, By my name, Jehovah, I am not known. But I want you to let my people know that I am a covenant-making and covenant-keeping God. I am a 
covenant-making and covenant-keeping God. I am a God who makes covenant. I am a God who keeps covenant. Amen. I am a God who what I say, I will do. I am a God who will deliver the children of Israel. Amen. And the Bible says God began to judge Egypt by carrying out 10 specific plagues against Egypt. Now, the judgment against Egypt, if you read in verse 12, God said, I will judge Egypt, right? He said, I will smite the children of Egypt, and then I will judge the gods, say gods. I told you that the Egyptians were idolatrous people, and they believe in all kinds of gods. They, they, they worship all kinds of gods. One of their gods was the Nile River. They worshiped the, the river, and then they felt that the river was di- divine. The first plague that God provided, uh, that God sent, was to turn the river to blood. Hello? Showing the children of Israel that the water was not divine, but God is the source of water. Amen. Amen. He devastated that God. The whole idea of the water being divine, he turned it to blood. Can you imagine your God, you worship him, and one day he changes color? Amen. And then the Bible tells us that the next thing he did was that he sent uh, frogs. Now, frog was was, uh, 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 worshipped in Egypt as the fertility god. Amen. They believed that that, that the frogs will, will provide the god Isis, will provide fertility, will fertilize them, cause them to be fruitful. And what God did was that he sent frogs, millions and millions of frogs. Amen. Now you think you're worshiping God and the, the Bible says the frogs were so much that they could not step down. Can you imagine walking over your God? Can you imagine what was happening into the minds of the children of Israel? What God was trying to do was to demoralize them, to let them know that all of their gods were no gods. Amen? And he said, I will bring judgment against their gods. Amen? So he sent frogs. And the Bible says for, for days, frogs were all over until the land stink with frogs. Hello? Then the Bible tells us that God, after he sent, he sent lice, say lice, okay? Lice came from the dust of the ground. He sent lice. There, there was a God, they, 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 they worshiped the earth. Amen? They worshiped the earth. So sending lice from the, the dust of the ground. Amen? And, 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 and then they, 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 they worshiped all kinds of God. There was one, one of the names of the God was Belzebub, the God of the flies. Amen. God sent flies, flies and lice. You couldn't put your hands in your head everywhere. Flies on your food, flies on wherever you are. God sent it in order to demoralize the children of Israel, to let them know that your God, I mean, children of Egypt, to let them know that your gods were, are no gods at all. Amen. So he sent lice, he sent flies. Amen. And then the Bible says, beginning with the next. The fifth plague, God separated the children of Israel from the children of Egypt. And every other plague that came was on the Egyptians and not on Israel. Amen. 
He sent a disease for the cattle. The, children, the Egyptians believed that the spirits of the gods were in the animal. Some people still believe it today. The Hindus and other people believe that today. Amen? And so God sent disease to kill the cattle. So you are killing the gods. Hello? See, God is a good God. God is a wise God. He goes to the root. Amen? And so God began to deal with the children of Egypt, amen, by bringing down plague after plague in order to demoralize them and to rake the land of false worship. The next set of plagues God sent, he sent balls and hail. Balls were, were the, 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 it was against the sorcerers, the sorcerers and the, the temple priests. They were the ones who were responsible. And they, according to the Egyptians' uh, uh, um, story, they believed that the priests were the ones who were responsible for healing. And they were responsible for, 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 for uh, the weather. And they were responsible for agriculture. And so by sending balls on them, souls all over their bodies, and sending hail, hail, fire from heaven, burning the vegetations, he showed them that their gods were no gods because they could not stop. Amen. Can you imagine you going to worship your God and you carry your, your gift to the priest and he's full of souls? Hello? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God began to do that, began to, to send plague after plague. Then God attacked the, the children of Israel with Lucas. Amen. De, I mean, Egypt. <laughs> Amen, sorry. Egypt with Lucas. Amen. Devastating their economy. Amen. Because Egypt was big in agriculture. Amen. The Lucas came and they destroyed the crops. Everything that was left over from the hill. Destroyed it. Amen. Now let me tell you something. God said in his words that he was going to cause Egypt to remain forever. In order to prove to the world that he is God. At the time when the plagues and when God delivered Egypt uh, and the is Egypt, I mean the Israelites from Egypt, Egypt was the superpower. Egypt was like America today. There was the, they were the most powerful nation in the eye at the time. When God visited them with judgment and delivered his people. Every time a group of people began to rebel against God. And do wickedness. We call forth judgment. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God sent Lucas to destroy the economic system. And then the Bible says he sent darkness. The Egyptians worshipped the sun god. The name was Amuri. They worshipped the sun god. He sent darkness for three days. There was darkness all over the earth. All over Egypt. You couldn't even see your hands. Proved that the sun God was no God at all. Because he couldn't stop God from commanding the darkness. Amen. Now, that was the ninth plague. And then the Bible tells us it came to the tenth plague. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is the wages of sin is the wages of sin is Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the second purpose for the, 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 the Passover was to establish faith 
and deliver his people. The first purpose was to do what? Bring judgment. The second was to establish faith and deliver his people. Now look at what God said. Look at verses, um, uh, 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 verse, uh, uh, um, chapter 12, verse um, 12. He said, I will pass through the land of Egypt on, this, on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn of the, in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts, and against all the gods of Egypt. And I will execute judgment, for I am the Lord. Verse 13, now the blood shall be a sign to you, to your houses, where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and will not allow the destroyer to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Now, something is very, very important here that I need to draw your attention to. Okay? God said, I will strike the land of Egypt. Say the land of Egypt. Say the land of Egypt. Notice, God said the land of Egypt. Right? Where were the children of Israel? In Egypt. Amen? So, God distinguished between the children of Israel and the children of Egypt when he started the fifth plague. But this night, this particular night, God said, I will strike the land. He did not say, I will strike the Egyptians. He said, I will strike the land. So, every person in Egypt was under that curse. Hello? That included the children of Israel. Right? Okay, and so the second purpose of the Passover was to establish faith. It was to establish faith in the children of Israel to believe in the God. Because failure to believe in the God meant they would have died. Hello? And so God instituted the blood. The blood of the Lamb, he said, put the blood on the doorpost and on the litter. And when I see the blood, I will pass over. Suggesting that if an uh, Israelite did not put the blood, hello, or if he went outside to check out what God was doing, or if he he did not believe and decided, well, I don't like blood because you see, blood is very very uh, um, gruesome. Amen. It, blood, blood doesn't smell good. Amen. If you say, well, I'm I'm, I'm in this uh, 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 fashion business, instead of blood, I'll put paint. Okay. I mean, all God wants is something red. Okay, so I would deal with the blood. Or he would mix the blood with something else. He would have died. Because God was saying, put the blood. And those who believe the word of God, put the blood. Those who did not, did not. Amen. In fact, when you read through this passage in, in, in the book of Exodus, you will find out that some of the Egyptians believed God and went to the children of Israel and were saved. So it was not that God was saying, I will destroy only Egypt. God was saying, anyone who did not have the blood. Say anyone. Say anyone who did not have the blood. God said, anyone who did not have the blood will be destroyed. Let me ask you, do you have the blood? Hallelujah. The Bible tells us by the spreading of the blood on the doorpost and the lentil and remaining in the house, the children of Israel placed themselves 
under the blood. Just like you and I, by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we place ourselves under the blood. And by putting oneself under the blood, the destroyer cannot touch you. The destroyer cannot touch you. Amen? By putting yourself under the blood, you are free from destruction. Amen? Because the blood, God says, when I see the blood, I will pass over or I will cause the destroyer. I like another version say, I will cause the destroyer to pass over. Now, you know who the destroyer was. The Bible tells us it was the angel of death. Okay? And, and, and the destroyer is referred to sometimes in the Bible as Satan. So what God was saying, I will tell Satan, you can not touch. Hello? Touch not. No touching. No trespassing. Because of the blood. Amen? He said, when I see the blood, I will pass over. Amen. The blood that was put on the doorpost and the lintel was a sign or symbol of Christ's blood that cleanses and delivers us from sin. Amen. When you have the blood, that's what God said today. God said to us in, in, in the Bible, whosoever believes. Say whosoever. Say whosoever believes. Notice God did not say that salvation is only for those who are good. He said it is for whosoever. I mean, just like God said to the children of Israel, I will strike the land and bring judgment. God is saying, if you believe in Jesus, if you accept my salvation, my provision, you are free. If you don't, judgment comes. Hello? Hallelujah. When I see the blood, those who believe the blood were saved. Those who believe in the blood and believe what God said were saved. They were kept from the destruction of the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Two purposes. One, for judgment. Two, for what? Establishing faith and deliverance. Amen. God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over. Second thing I want, second principle I want to tell you about. Okay. Is that look at verse um, verses five? Verse five says, "Your lamb, say your lamb, say your lamb." It says, "Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it from the sheep and from the goat. Now you shall keep it until the fourteen days of the of of the same month. Then the whole congregation of the of Israel shall kill it in a twilight, and they shall eat." Excuse me, and they shall take some of this blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house where uh, where you eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on the night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat it raw. Do not boil it with water, but roasted in fire, its head and its leg and its interest. Amen. Hallelujah. And you shall not allow anything to remain. Until the morning, whatsoever it remains should be burned with fire. Second principle that I want to share with you concerning the, 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 the Passover is the, the lamb itself. The Passover lamb. Say the Passover lamb. Okay? You see, nothing less than the blood of Jesus 
is powerful enough to save you. Nothing can save you but the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why God said to the children of Israel, he said, you shall take a lamb. Amen. Our redemption came at a great cost. John the Baptist said about Jesus, behold a lamb of God that takes away the sins of the eye. Amen. It was a great cost, a great, great price that Christ paid. Amen. First Peter said that we were delivered or saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. It was not like something that was not costly. He said, silver and gold were not enough. Amen. But the precious blood. It was a priceless gift that Jesus gave. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Bible tells us something about the lamb. Amen. Jesus himself is our, our Passover lamb. But let's look at what the Bible tells us in this, this particular passage about the lamb. The first thing he said, he said in verse 5, he said, your lamb should be, I will come to, the, to your later. He said, your lamb should be without blemish and without spot or defect. Say without blemish. Say without blemish. What God was saying to the children of Israel, that the lamb that you are bringing to sacrifice to me should be a perfect lamb. Should be a pure lamb. Should be a costly lamb. Amen. Because they had to look through all of the animals to find the one that was very pure. Amen. Without blemish. Amen. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ, in Hebrews chapter 7, that Jesus Christ is the perfect son of God who shed his blood that was pure. Though he was tempted beyond measure, yet the Bible says with out sin. He was the precious lamb of God. Amen. The precious lamb of God that, that takes away the sins of the eye. In 2 Corinthians 5, 21, the Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen. Jesus who lived on this earth without sin became sin, became our substitute, became the lamb that was slain for our redemption so that we may be saved. We can't, the, God could not accept a lamb that was defective. A lamb that was, ble uh, 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 have blemish in it. That's why Adam's blood or your blood couldn't pay for the sins of the world. It had to be a holy blood, a clean blood. Amen. That's why it couldn't. Amen. Then the second thing that the Bible says about the lamb, he said, the lamb should be what? One year old. Say one year old. Now, if you know anything about sheep, you'll find out when a lamb is one year old, it's in the prime of its life. Okay? It's not, big, it's not a baby and it's not old. It's in the prime. Jesus Christ died in the prime of his life, 33 years old. When he died and gave up his life for it. In the prime. So what, what God was saying, I want a lamb that had his strong and healthy. Amen? In the prime of his life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says the lamb must be taken from among the sheep. Say among the sheep. Say among the sheep. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but became obedient unto death. 
Amen. And humble himself and became like a man. Say like a man. Say like a man. Jesus put on human flesh. He became like us in order to become an effective high priest. Amen. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2. That he, Jesus, he partake of our nature so that he could destroy he who had the keys of death, having vanquished him in order for him to make become now a merciful high priest for us. Amen. Jesus Christ became like us. Amen. Put on flesh. Live in this body in order to, to, so that he can show us that he was a merciful high priest. He was taken from among us. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible says, God speaking, he says, sacrifice and offering I do not desire. But Jesus said, a body you have prepared for me. Amen. A body you have prepared for me. You have prepared a body. You have put me in flesh so that I can come down and be like my brothers. Die. That's why the Bible tells us that he, 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 can, he is able to save us to the uttermost because he, he knows what we go through. Amen. He understands what we go through. Hallelujah. Amen. Now the Bible tells us also that the lamb had to be slaughtered. Say slaughter. Say slaughter. You see, God was not joking with the children of Israel. He said, take the lamb. Keep on the tenth day, take the lamb without spray. Keep it for four days. On the fourteen days, at twilight, say twilight. That's around three o'clock, getting ready to the evening, right? He said, everybody, every man, every household should cut the knife, kill the lamb, and, 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 and perform the sacrifice. Hello? So the lamb of God had to be killed. Jesus had to die. There was no way around it. Hello? There was no way around There was no second plan. He had to die. Because the lamb had to be slaughtered so that the sins of the Israelites can pass on from themselves to the lamb. That's why he said, slaughter the lamb and everyone in the household eat the lamb. Amen? So that the sins can pass from the Israelites to the lamb. Amen? And that's what happened when, when Jesus died. When we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it is like a substitution. Jesus substituted himself for us. He became sin for us. And we take upon Jesus' righteousness. That which was guilty, the guilt came upon the innocent so that the guilty can be set free. Amen? God put the guilt on the innocent so that the guilty can be set free. Amen? Because you could not save yourself. God had to use a pure lamb, a simple lamb, or a, a, a lamb without blemish, so that the sins of the Israelites can come upon that pure lamb, that innocent lamb, so that they can be declared not guilty. Amen? And that's what happened. He said, issue, you should slaughter the lamb. Kill it. Say, kill it. Amen? In uh, Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 20, the Bible says, the soul that sin shall die. Amen? Say, the soul that sin shall die. Amen? 
uh, um, the Bible tells us in uh, Hebrews 9 verse 28, it says, without the remission, I mean, without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. Amen? So, somebody had to die. Amen? And for the children of Israel, it was that innocent Passover lamb. For you and I, it was Jesus Christ who died for us in our state so that we can be set free. Amen? Hallelujah. The, the, the Passover lamb had to be slaughtered. Amen? That's what the Bible says. Christ became Christ for us. Amen? He has delivered us from the curse of the law because he became cursed for us uh, uh, who, who, because Christ is everyone that hangs on the tree. Amen? So Jesus put upon himself our sin and was slaughtered on the cross for us. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says the lamb also had to be killed at a specific time. Say specific time. You see, God is wise. You read that passage, you, you, you know how, how wise God is. The Bible says, he said, take the lamb, kill it on the 14 days, but he said, kill it at a specific time in the evening. When did Jesus die? On the cross. At 3 o'clock. Right? He said, it is finished. And there was a practice what the, the priest would do. At 3 o'clock, exactly, the priest would walk upon the altar. And he would give the command. And everyone who slaughtered the lamb, the priest would pronounce, it is finished. Suggesting that the sins of that person who was killing that lamb has been passed over. Amen. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, in the fullness of time, say fullness of time, God sent his son. Jesus came on this earth at an appropriate time. That's what Peter said, at the determining counsel of God. The determining time, God's specific time, God decided that Jesus Christ should die on the cross for you and I. It was not by chance. It was not just because the Romans were, 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 were ready to kill somebody. It was not just by chance because the Jews hated Jesus and it was the only opportune time. It was a particular time. If you realize Jesus died on Passover. Now, what kind of coincidence would that be? He was crucified during the Passover feast. Showing to the world and showing to the children of Israel, behold the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus, the lamb. Amen. Now, the Bible also says that, that God said to them, he said, you shall eat the lamb. Say, eat the lamb. Now, this is something that is, I, I, I don't want to just pass over here. This is something that is very, very important. God said to the children of Israel, tell every man, he said, Moses, tell every man to take a lamb, right? So every man for one, a lamb for a house, say a lamb for a house. He said, tell them to take a lamb. And if the house is too small for the lamb, they should join with their neighbor. Notice he did not say if the lamb is too small for the house. You didn't get it? He did not say if the lamb is too small because the lamb is sufficient. Hello? A lamb is sufficient for a house. He said if the house is too small. That means maybe it's just, just a husband and wife. 
and they don't have any children or have grown children, then he said, join with your neighbor, but every lamb, every house should have a lamb. Say every house should have a lamb. Say every house should have a lamb. What was God doing? God was about to deliver the children of Israel, right? It was the congregation of people, millions and millions of people God was delivering. But God said, every house should take a lamb. Every house should take a lamb. And everyone in the house should eat the lamb. Say everyone. Say every house, every family, everyone. Every house, every family, everyone. Why? I can't be safe for you. You have to eat Jesus yourself. You have to accept Jesus for yourself. Your parents can't get saved for you. Your pastor can't get saved for you. Your, your, your mother can't get saved for you. Your, your workmate can't get saved for you. Every house needs a lamb. Oh, church. Every house needs a lamb. Every house needs Jesus. Every house needs Jesus. Every family needs Jesus. Every person needs Jesus. Hello? He said every house should take a lamb. Every family should partake of the lamb. Every person should eat of the lamb. Now, what does it mean to eat of the lamb? Amen? He said, he told them to eat it with certain things, right? He said, eat it with unleavened bread and eat it with bitter herbs. Okay? Unleavened, unleavened bread uh, um, signified uh, um, righteousness. Put away, he said, you should put away living. Living in the Bible signifies sin. Okay? Or, or defect or, or evil. Okay? Put away those things. Amen? And he said, eat it with bitter herbs. Bitter herbs was a reminder of the bitter slavery that the children of Israel were experiencing. And God was saying, this is the last time you'll be eating this. Hello? This is the last night in slavery. Amen? He said, remember it, but this is the last night that you'll be eating it. And he said, every person should eat it. And then he told them, he said, eat it with your clothes on, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your head, your belt on. Eat it in haste. Say, in haste. Now, what was God saying? What was God trying to tell the children of Israel? God was letting them know that this thing that I'm doing, salvation is urgent. It's not something that you can think about and, uh, and figure out and try to negotiate and try to work. It is urgent. The Bible says it is appointed to man once to die and after that the judgment. Amen. God is saying salvation is urgent. Now is the day for salvation. Amen. It's not tomorrow because you are not promised tomorrow. He said, do it urgently. Amen. Do it urgently. Eat it in haste. Amen. Spreading this gospel, telling others about Jesus is an urgent matter. It's an urgent thing. Amen. He said, eat it in haste. Eat it for yourself. Jesus told the, 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 the people in the, in the, in, um, in John, he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. Amen. Now, we know that Jesus is the word of God, right? Amen. We know that Jesus is the word of God, the living word, right? Amen. So, the Bible tells us, God said, eat it and eat all of it. Say all of it. Say all of it. 
what God was saying, do not pick and choose what you do in the Bible. Hello? Don't say, well, I like this one, but I don't like that one. God said, eat all of it. And either the way I specify, roast it and eat it. Don't boil it. Don't cook it. Don't eat it raw. Roast it. In essence, what you are saying, this is the only way for you to eat it. You know, some of us try to rationalize how we, we serve God, how we do things for God. We try to rationalize. I want to do it my own way. Well, I, I'm God is that's old time. Or, I, I mean, that's old. I mean, I, I don't have to do it away. No, no. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except through him. I was sharing with somebody recently, and they were saying, Oh, I don't believe this thing that Jesus said he's the only way to God. I said, Honey, you don't have to believe that. He said it. It's a fact. Okay? And no other religion, no other man said they were the only way. Have you read different religions? All of them trying to hang up with Jesus. I told one of my Muslim friends one time, I said, why do you want my God? Keep your own God. Amen. <laughs> well, everybody wants to hang with Jesus. And they, all of them believe Jesus. But they just don't believe what he said. And that's why he said, unless you eat my flesh. Drink my blood. You cannot be a part. You see, you can't eat some of it. Amen. That's what somebody said, or theologian said. He said, if you believe some things about Jesus and not all of about Jesus, you need to just throw the whole thing away because what he said, he's either speaking the truth or he's the worst con artist you can ever think about. He can't be both. Hello? He can't be half truth and half good. He can't be a good man because if, if he's just a good man and not the son of God and he said, I'm the son of God, then he's, he's a liar. Right? Amen? So he says, eat it. So everything about the world needs to be eaten. Hello? Say to your neighbor, say eat it. Say eat it. Say eat it. Say eat it. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so we need to accept all of Jesus. We need to partake of Jesus. We need to assimilate Jesus in our business. Get saturated by Jesus. It has to go into our bloodstream. Go into our system. We need to be full of Jesus. Amen. He say, eat it. Hallelujah. Eat Jesus. Amen. Eat him up. Hallelujah. Partake of him. Assimilate him in you. Amen. Let him be all that God wants him to be in you. Amen. The third principle concerning the, the Passover. Remember we said the first one, the purpose of the Passover. Amen. The second one we said what? The lamb, the Passover lamb itself. The third one, the participants. See the participants. Amen. Notice what God said to the children of Israel. He said to Moses, he said, speak to the congregation of the children of Israel. Look at verse 3 and 4. Speak to the congregation of Israel saying, on the tenth day, Every man should get for himself a lamb. Amen. God spoke to the congregation. God spoke to the house. God spoke to the family. And God spoke to the individuals. Hello? What was God's purpose? God wanted to deliver Israel. Right? But God knew in his delivering of Israel, 
he had to deal with the whole group but come all the way down to the individual. Because it is the, if the individual changes his mind, if the individual changes his attitude, if the individual accepts God's provision, the whole nation will be saved. Hello? That's why salvation is an individual thing. It's a personal thing. You and I need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen? Because if your relationship with Jesus is strong, your family will be strong. Your church will be strong. Your nation will be strong. If your relationship with Jesus is not, everything else falls. Hello? They all fall. Amen? So, so you, 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 we need to realize that, that, that God deals with the congregation. He deals with the household. He deals with the family. But he deals with each individual person. Now, God said to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 13. Turn there. He said to the children of Israel in Exodus chapter 13, beginning at verse 4. Amen. Just flip the page if you stay in Exodus chapter 12. 13, beginning at verse 4. He said, on this day, you are going out in the mount of Abib. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of Canaan, the, into the, the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Havites and the Jebusites, which you swore to your fathers to give to you, a land flowing with milk and honey, you should keep the service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day you shall, f- shall be a feast of the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and no living bread shall be seen among you, nor living shall be seen in all of your quarters. Look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. Say, and you shall tell your sons, say, tell your sons. In that day, saying, this is done because what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. Say what the Lord did for me. Say what the Lord did for me. What is God trying to tell us? Amen. What God is saying is that each one of us need to have a personal testimony of what God did for you. Hello? And that personal testimony should be passed on. Say pass on. God is saying he wants that personal relationship with you in such a way that you now must pass on your testimony. Say testimony. Because it is the testimony that causes you to overcome. Then the Bible tells us that we overcome the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the what? Word of our testimony. Amen. It is your testimony that caused him to. That's why he said, tell your sons or tell your daughters, this is what God did for me. So God is saying to you, tell your co-workers, tell your, your friends at school, your fellow classmates, tell your, 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 your family members, tell your children, tell people of what God did for you. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, tell them. Share your testimony. Amen. Pass on your testimony. Pass on your testimony. 
Let them know. Hallelujah. Amen. Pass it on. Tell your people about, the te- about, about what God is doing for you. Let your children hear what God has done for you. Amen. Let the world hear what God has done for you. Share it. Amen. Tell it. Tell it. Tell your, your story. Tell your story. Tell your story. You see, when you begin to speak about your story, about what God has done for you, you encourage others to believe. You encourage others to trust in God. Hello? You encourage others to put their faith in the living God when you begin to tell people about what God has done for them. Amen? You encourage others. Amen? So share your story. Don't be bashful. Share your story. Talk about it. Amen? Talk about it wherever you go. Tell them, this is what God did for me. Amen? Last but not the least. We talk about the purpose of the Passover. When I see the blood, Jesus said, I pass over. Amen? I mean, God said, he said, when I see the blood, so when I see the blood, the blood is so significant. When I see it, I pass over. We talk about the purpose. We talk about the the, 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 the lamb itself, the Passover lamb itself. We talked about the participant, those who participated in that feast. Amen. And the last but not the least, the provision. Say the provision. The result of the Passover. The provision that came as the result. Of the Passover. This mighty deliverance. Look at what Jesus said, God said in verse 13. He said, Now the blood shall be your sign. So the blood shall be your sign. So the blood shall be your sign. Now ask your neighbor, Do you have the blood? Amen. The blood shall be your sign to you. Now, and when I see the blood, I'll pass. Amen. He said, It should be your sign, and when I see it, I should pass. Amen. The blood shall be a sign to you. And when I see the blood, I will pass. And I, number two, he said, I will not allow the destroyer to destroy you. That means you will be exempt from the destruction that is coming about. Amen. What's the provision? Provision number one, the blood of Jesus gives us victory. Amen. Because what God did for the children of Israel he he rectified in us. Amen. The children of Israel were exempt from the destruction. Everyone in Egypt died. Every firstborn in Egypt died. But those who had the blood were exempt. Amen. Those who had the exempt, I mean the blood on them, were exempt from the, 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 the destruction. Amen. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15. The Bible says Christ Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made an open show. Jesus Christ wrought the victory for you and I. Amen. He wrought the victory for us. Amen. He he stole the hand of the devil from destroying our lives by dying on the cross. And the Bible says he, he defeated him. And now Jesus, in Galatians, it tells us that he has redeemed us from the curse. The curse that you will die. The curse that you will be punished. The curse that you will go to hell. The curse that that men were doomed. 
Christ redeem us from the curse of the law. Redeem us from the handwriting that was written against us. Redeem us. And the Bible says he redeemed us, not just to leave us, but he redeemed us to give us access. Say access. Say access. He redeemed us to give us access to the blessings of Abraham. Amen. So the, the provision now that came as the result of the blood, the result of the Passover, the result of the, 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 the mighty deliverance because I have the blood of Jesus upon my life, the provision that comes now is that I have victory. I'm victorious over the, 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 the destroyer. Amen. I have provision or access to the blessings of Abraham. I am delivered from the curse of the law. Amen. I have access. Amen. The Bible also tells us that the blood of Jesus gave us victory over our enemy. Look at what um, God said in, um, in Exodus chapter 13. Look at verse 31. Go to Exodus chapter 13 verse 31. Look at verse 31. The Bible says, Then he, talking about Pharaoh, called Moses and Aaron by night and said, Arise and go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go and serve your Lord your God. And also take your flocks and take your herds, and, and as you have said, and be gone. And bless me also. And all the Egyptians urged them to go, because they said, go in haste, for we are all dead people. The blood of Jesus delivers you from your enemy. Amen. The blood of Jesus delivers you from your enemy. Amen. Pharaoh who, who was hiding, who refused to allow the children of Israel to go. When God passed, when the blood was placed over the children of Israel, that they did not receive the destroyer. And everything that, that I mean, go, uh, um, everything that, that were not covered with the blood were judged. The Bible says Pharaoh and his people commanded the Israelites to leave quickly because of the destroyer, the judgment. Now, you know what happened? God just removed his covering and allowed the devil to do his way. Amen? And he just did his way. Amen? The Bible says he's a thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? And he just ravished Egypt. And the Bible says when the when the Egyptians recognized that there were death in every home in Egypt. Amen? Because every firstborn was dead. Hello? They told the children of Israel, get out quick. Go, 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 go. Hallelujah. I prophesy to you. Amen? Your enemies will cause you to run. They will run away from you. Amen. There were those who tried to bind you or to put you in bondage or try to, to manipulate you. They will release you. Amen. Because of the blood. The blood of Jesus gives you victory. Amen. The blood of Jesus gives you victory. Hallelujah. Look at Colossians chapter 1. I want to show you something. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 12. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12.
Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of his inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and has conveyed us or translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, whom he loved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. The forgiveness of sin. Christ, God has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. Amen. Deliver us. Amen. Mighty hand. Amen. The Egyptians were, 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 were enslaving the Israelites. But when God visited Egypt, and those who had the blood were spared, the Bible says the Egyptians told the Israelites, get out quick and leave. Because we are all dead people. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn, next thing, the Bible tells us, look at, look at what happened. In, go back to um, Exodus chapter 31. Let me show you. Exodus 31. Look at verse 35. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of the Lord, and they have asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And the Lord had given the children of Israel favor in the sight of the Egyptians that they granted them what they requested. Thus, they plundered the Egyptians and the children of Israel joining out. Say plunder. Amen. The blood of Jesus brings favor. Say favor. Amen. Because the children of Israel had kept, I mean children of Egypt, the Egyptians had kept the children of Israel in bondage for years. Amen. They kept them in bondage for years. The Bible says when God was about to deliver them, he was not just going to deliver them for nothing. There was payback time. Huh? Chapter 13, verse 31 to 35. I, would, I just read 35. Amen? It was payback time. So what God was saying to the children of Israel, I mean to, 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 to the Egyptians and the children of Israel, you will be rewarded for all the work that you did. Okay? Remember when I was reading chapter 1, what I told you, I said, the Pharaoh said to his people, right? He said, let us do this. Then he went back to his people. He said, let us throw them, the babies in the Nile, right? It was the people. So when God was judging Egypt, God did not just judge Pharaoh. He judged the people. Because the people agreed to put the children of Israel in bondage. And the Bible says he plundered the land. Now, that was the only time there was not a war. And the children of Israel left Egypt with all the wealth of Egypt. Because of what? Favor. That's what the blood gives you. Favor. Amen. The blood of Jesus upon your life brings favor to you. And you need to believe it. You need to walk in it. Amen. Favor comes to you because the Bible says the Lord, look at what the Bible says in verse 26. The Lord had given the people favor. Say favor. Say favor. God gave them favor because of the blood. Hello? Remember, it was the killing, the sacrificing of the blood. You imagine millions of people 
sacrificed blood that day and put it on the door. Right? And so every Egyptian saw the blood and knew this was a house of the Israelites. Right? So it was a public thing. But when death came, it was only the Egyptians or those who were not under the blood that came. Hello? Those who were covered by the blood were spared. And those who were covered by the blood, in addition to their leaving, God gave them favor. Now, how will, why will you lend somebody something and you know they're going? Hmm? Why will you give somebody your best gold and your silver and your best robe and you know they're on their way out? They're on a journey. They're not coming back. It seems not to make sense, right? Because why would I lend you something and I know I will see you again? But that's favor. All you need to do is to ask. Amen? That's favor. Amen? And God caused the children of Israel to have favor. Hallelujah. Amen? Last but not the least, the blood of Jesus opens a bountiful blessings of Abraham. Us in Genesis chapter 1, I mean, Genesis chapter 12, God spoke to Abraham. He said, Leave your father's house, leave your family, and go to a land, and I will bless you. Right? He said, I will make you a great nation, I will make your name great, and I will bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you. Amen. That's a blessing. Now, you and I can claim that blessing because we are children of Abraham. Amen. God said, I will bless you. Make your name great. Make you a blessing. You can claim that. Amen. When Abraham sacrificed Isaac and God provided a lamb, the Bible says God was so, so elated. He was, uh, Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac. God provided a lamb. Amen. God was so excited that Abraham would obey him and please him in Abraham's faith. And God said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, in blessings, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. I will make your descendants as the sand on the seashore and as the stars in the heaven. And then your descendants shall possess the gates of the enemy. That was a blessing that God pronounced on Abraham. It's yours. Hello? It's yours. Because the blessings of Abraham is yours. Because you are, have been redeemed by Christ. Amen? The ble- that blessing is yours. So in multiplying, God will multiply you. In blessings, God will bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. And then if you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, you know, sometimes we don't spend time in the, in the Old Testament, but let's go there today. And I'm, I'm about to finish, so it's a good place to finish. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Let me read from verse 1. Hello? Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1. Amen. Now, Moses was about to leave. And Moses was telling the children of Israel concerning the blessings that God had bestowed upon upon them because of Abraham. Amen. And look at what Moses said to them in verse 1. He said, now it shall come to pass that if you shall diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I have commanded you today, 
that the Lord shall set you on high above all nations of the earth. Say the Lord shall set me on high above all nations of the earth. That's yours. If you obey God's voice. Hello? That's yours. Right? Hallelujah. Then he said, also he said, and all these blessings, say all these blessings. Say all these blessings. He said, all these blessings shall come upon you and shall overtake you. How many of you love when you walk in, you just bless? And your blessing just following you and just overtaking you. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says the blessings of God, because you are a child of God, because you have the blood of Jesus on your life, the blessings of God will come upon you and overtake you. Hello? If you believe it, say hallelujah. Amen. You say it will overtake you. Amen. And then he said, Look at this now. He said, blessed shall you be in the city. Say, I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the country. I'm blessed by the food of my, my, the food of my body. The produce of my ground. The increase of my in, uh, investments. The increase of my savings account. My job is blessed. Blessed shall be in my basket. My paycheck will increase. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed shall be your kneading bowl. My bonuses shall increase. Amen. Blessed you shall be when you come in. And blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause the enemy who rises up against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come one way and shall flee seven ways. The Lord will command his blessings on your storehouses, your checking account, your savings account, your investment account. All of your accounts, that God will, will cause his blessings to be upon it. And whatever you put your hands to will be blessed. Hallelujah. The Lord will establish me as his holy people, just as he has sworn to me. If I keep his commandment, then all the people of the earth will know that I am blessed, that I am called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid. The Lord will grant me plenty of goods, the fruit of my body, the increase of my investments, the produce of my labor. In the land which I live, that he swore to give me, the Lord will open his good treasures over my life. He will send rain, anointing, miracles, blessings, 
fruitfulness, faithfulness, strength, and favor 